0: I'm your host, David Frost. This is My Strategic Forecast, where you get common sense market analysis. Hey folks, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, January 16, 2019, We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. Right out of the chute, you're saying, wait a minute, the trend lines on the chart changed. What is this all about? I'll get to that in a moment. Of course, we're going to explain what that 260.83 is all about. Let's go over what's going on in the market. So we're in a zone, and we started talking about this for the first time yesterday. The first time since the rally from the day after Christmas did we begin talking about the end of the rally. Think about that for a moment. And if you're one of the folks that's been messaging and posting comments on YouTube or whatever you want to do or just thinking to yourself that he was crazy and that the market was going to collapse back down, there's no way we were going to rally up to here Just remember that feeling here we are this is the first time that we talked about shorting the market now what happened today we put in a little tiny tail candle is that extra important it can be important am I ready to go all in and short the market right here no not so much just yet it can be a top I'm not sure that it's a top. We don't really know yet, but definitely it is a sign and a signal of a trend change. However, we need confirmation. We don't know that the market's not going to gap higher tomorrow and keep going. We're in the zone from a time perspective, and we're in the zone from a price perspective. But remember, markets can go higher, but they don't have to. The market can turn at any point in time from this point forward remember what was happening in December go back and watch the videos from the second half of December on and listen to what was going on I was telling you that we're gonna start getting into the zone for a turn doesn't matter what the price is it's more about time the price could come from anywhere We started talking about the rubber band stretching, and before the rubber band broke, I gave you the number, I gave you the area that if we were to close below, that was it. It was a snap, and we were going much lower. That happened, we turned around, and here we are again, and I'm telling you, we're in the zone for another turn. Now, doesn't mean jump the gun, but it can mean that we saw a top today. I really don't know. Nobody knows. They're not going to make it easy. The market's going to have fits and starts. It's going to go higher. It's going to go lower. It's going to look like it'll never go higher. It's going to look like it'll never go lower. That's the way markets work. I'm going to answer the question again. Am I looking for an all out collapse? Am I looking for a retest of the lows? Am I looking for lower lows? I'm not looking either way. I'm going to let the market dictate what it's doing. I know that if we close daily or weekly above or below certain levels, it's likely to run to the next level. That's the way markets work. That's why I take it one candlestick at a time, whether it's on a 10-minute chart, an hourly chart, daily, weekly, or monthly. What I can tell you is once the market does make a turn and that turn is confirmed that we will have a pullback, I'll have some targets for us on the downside, but yet we don't even have a top on the upside yet. Maybe today's a top, maybe it's not. Any trader that wants to trade against today's high is more than welcome to do so. When doing that, realize in this type of environment, if you start early, and this is a little early, we're at the front end of the timing zone, if you will. If you start them up early, you're likely to be wrong a couple of times before you're right just know that could be right right out of the gate I'm not sure there's a window of opportunity and that window will probably last for around 10 days or so maybe longer we'll see doesn't have to happen just like that I'm just giving you expectations of what can happen let's also talk about destination and destination at least was the 50 period moving average and we came up a touch short so let's discuss that for a second so remember Trick, trap, fool, and frustrate. Is this the way the market does that? Is this one of those times where the market's going to just come up short of a number that everybody was looking for, the 50-period moving average, 263? There's a lot of traders looking for that. There were also traders looking for a lower number. Maybe they got it today. Maybe the market sucked them into the short side, and maybe it's going to whip them out in the days ahead. We really don't know. We're in the zone where trading is not going to be necessarily easy for most. It was easy from late December to just buy whatever you wanted. That's the point that I was trying to get across when the market was making its lows. It didn't matter what you bought. Everything would rise. A rising tide lifts all boats. And by the way, before I forget... I want to thank everybody for posting comments underneath the video each and every night I love the participation and the interaction please keep up the great work in addition hit the thumbs up button on the video and go ahead and share the video with anybody that you think can benefit from this information so we're back to trick trap fool and frustrate so that could be one of the things that's going on you really never know until after the fact today can be a top it doesn't have to be a top. I'm not trying to be coy. I'm not trying to play both sides. I'm just setting your expectations correctly. Here's what I will say Should they get to 263 in my estimation? The answer is yes. Higher than that is up to them, but they should at least satisfy, in my estimation, 263. What if they don't? What does that mean to me? That'll mean weakness and that'll mean that this longer term downtrend could be resuming and that the sell-off could be larger than a pullback. Could is the operative word. We don't know. I'm just giving you little snippets into my mind. This is how I think. These are the things that I am thinking about. So I would sum that up by saying it this way. I fully expect 263 to be reached and if it's not, the market is weaker than I expected and that's okay I can work with that I can trade off that information remember you don't always have to be the first one in you don't always have to be in at the perfect price on a swing trade basis like this day trading scalp trading you wanna fine-tune that you want the best price When you're talking about a swing trade, it really doesn't make any difference. If you're going to be right, you're going to be right. If you're going to be wrong, you'll know where you're wrong. You'll know when you're wrong, and you'll have to get out of the trade. Here's a 10-minute chart. I want to address the 260.63. There's no reason whatsoever on my 10-minute chart. I just flipped over to a 10-minute chart, but it's not really important for this conversation. So 263.83 is going to likely be my bogey tomorrow. So here's what I'll say. This is for Thursday's trading. What I'll say is, at least in the morning session, unless there's a large gap in either direction, there could be a gap higher, there could be a gap lower. Unless that happens, 260.83 is my bogey, meaning that's my early morning pivot. Above that number, I can be a buyer looking for higher prices. Below that number the bulls are likely losing the battle to the bears and the market can certainly come lower now they may play around with this back and forth so it's going to have to be based on what happens in the morning so traders that get my morning notes will have a better idea of what my thinking is right around 30 minutes before the open leading right up to the open who knows there could be a large gap in one direction or the other today i really don't know i'm just pre-planning just in case Here's the IWM. So here's my favorite market-leading indicator, and this is interesting. Yesterday, the IWM essentially lagged a little bit, and today we're leading. So today, the IWM is up about six-tenths, almost seven-tenths of 1%, and the SPY, or the S&P 500, was up about two-tenths of 1%. So here we are with some more divergences. We'll see more divergences. When we get to other markets but we've been seeing that over the last couple of days that's indicative of money rotating in and out of sectors in and out of the market it's part and parcel to the institutional distribution game i think the iwm still has the capacity to go all the way up to 147.50 could go higher but i think that'll be pretty garden variety resistance as far as i'm concerned intraday certainly can go higher But from a daily chart, I would find it hard to believe closing daily above that level on the first run. I just don't see that happening on the first shot. If it does, then the market is much stronger than it's letting on right now, even. You have to read both sides of the market, both the bullish side and the bearish side. Depending on what chart you're on, it doesn't matter. Just read the chart that you're on. What does this tell me? We ran up. We started eating some time off the clock and we started going up higher again. Now, did we eat enough time off the clock? I don't know. We'll see. I would have liked to see us eat a little bit more time off the clock. That would have given me more confidence that the 147.50 could come in short order. We'll see how the market wants to treat this whole thing. Back to the VIX. So all of a sudden the VIX is up today by a couple of percentage points, but it's up nonetheless. But this really happened at the end of the day. We had a decline for the last, let's say, half an hour or so of the trading session that popped the VIX up a little bit. Maybe it's a top in the market, a bottom in the VIX. Maybe it's not. We'll see. Just remember, trick, trap, fool, and frustrate. You have to be prepared to read the market in real time. At the end of the day, how they close them is important. They didn't close them particularly well, so I realized that they sold them into the close. The question is, was it just some profit-taking or was it something more? We'll uncover and unpack more of that in the morning. The market goes one day at a time, one candlestick at a time. So they gave me a clue at the close. Let's see what happens with the evidence in the morning the transportation average the DJT the Dow Jones transports they tried to pop them up a little bit today and they failed they still finished up 50 points but you can see here that there's a little bit of a tail candle and it's a failure so it's how they close them that's important and they didn't close them particularly well let's look at a 10-minute chart and you'll see what I'm saying so look at this so they ran up early in the day And then they started coming down. And what did they do? They really formed a longer term, on the 10-minute chart at least, bearish pattern. What does this normally tell you? Lower prices are coming. Where are they going? Well, they have a gap down here. That would complete this pattern. Does that damage the longer term look? Not so much. Maybe, maybe not. But as long as we stay above the 50-period moving average, I don't see any damage done on the 60-minute chart. I'll tell you what from an hourly perspective I wouldn't want to see the transports really closing hourly below 95 and a quarter we're kinda talking around how to keep the bull case intact the triple Q's same routine we have somewhat of a tail candle is this the top it can be but it doesn't have to be I just caution you to keep in mind trick trap fool and frustrate anybody short the market is so against today's high that's a relatively close to risk trade nothing wrong with that but when you're looking at a daily chart you have to realize its daily closes you can drill down to an intraday basis so for example you can drill that down and say well if they close two hours above today's high then I'm gonna have to get out of the trade and you can rationalize it that way but if you see them start to push higher you have to question how much higher are they really going to push? Now, if it was a beginner position and you're willing to take the heat and it's a longer-term position, so be it. I get that. You're essentially averaging in. Everybody has to do whatever they're comfortable doing. It's all based on your comfort level, what makes you put the head down on the pillow and sleep well at night. Those are the things you have to do about the XLF? So we talk about this quite a bit, and we talk about jumping over a resistance level. 25 was obvious resistance. It's a big, fat, round number. We were headed there. It's a destination, all of the above. And what happened? We jumped over 25 today and kept going, and the financial sector was absolutely on fire all day long. So let's talk about that for a minute. How do we use this information to our advantage? Well, we have to ask a couple of important questions. Can this be a blow off top? Yes, it could. And when I use the term top, I'm not saying top of the market, meaning an all time high, just an interim top. Could that be the case? Yes. Did we hit another very important resistance point today? Yes, we did. Those traders that have taken the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader know exactly why and where that is. But here's the other thing we want to note. It was a strong day in the financials. It could be the last day of this uptrend. That's certainly possible. However, keep this in mind. If the financials are leading to the upside, is that a negative or a positive for the market? It's a positive doesn't have to mean anything in and of itself one way or the other but likely the market follows the financials they certainly are another leading indicator so the financials are screaming higher today the market did go higher petered out the financials will see if they peter out today it's possible we're certainly extended the xlf the financial sector in and of itself has had a tremendous rally off the bottom in late december so they're certainly overcooked on the upside into resistance it's just hard to see much higher prices in the xlf from here so you can see there are a lot of different things pulling in a lot of different directions out here depending on what chart you look at but that's what we discussed before it's how this works money starts to rotate and that's institutional distribution it's the way they get out on spikes guarantee you there was some selling today in the XLF no two ways about it for those of you who might be new here what I mean by that is we sell into a strong market we want to sell into strength you don't want to chase something down watching your gains dissipate trying to chase price you want to have a target And let the market come up to your target or the stock or the chart or whatever you're looking at. Come up to the target and take you out. You don't have to have every single last solitary penny. We know the old adage, pigs get slaughtered. The first thing they teach you in trading school is nobody ever went broke taking a profit. How about the daily chart of the SMH? So here we have a down day. It's down about eight tenths of one percent. So here, money rotating out. We talked about this yesterday. This spiked up. It made a high before other markets. You see how money rotates. Do you understand why I look at all these various markets? I can see the turn coming. I know it's not going to be easy. I know they're going to try and jerk everybody around. But I can see under the hood. I'm teaching you how to look under the hood. Gold, no change. It's in an uptrend. Same as yesterday, the day before no change we don't need to do anything How about inside the numbers my little pet project over here so we'll take a look at what happened inside the numbers you can take a snapshot at the midday update it's basically saying the market did everything we said it was gonna do when you go up to the pre-market notes I was basically focused on 2615 in the ES and the corresponding level in the s p y and the bottom line is above that level they did try and suck the market onward and upward they didn't necessarily get to the targets yet but as you can see the numbers do work i'm not going to read the whole thing and bore you with it but you can take a look at a couple of the trades ual and bac we'll take a look at a couple of charts in a moment i'll discuss them also and then we had some stocks on the move the others were the morning gap trades these are stocks on the move and we had three hit their particular price levels today. They were filled, and they were winners. Two were left open. One was from the morning, one I added in the afternoon. That was Overstock, O-S-T-K, so that never happened. So the ones that say open, JWN, is Nordstrom, and Overstock, those are no trades. If it doesn't hit my price target, I don't want it. It's a no trade. The three that say yes, meaning entry hit on the right-hand side, Those did hit their price targets, and we'll take a look at those charts. And then we're also providing some important index numbers, the ES, the SPY, and crude oil. And you can take a look, a snapshot of these numbers, and see how well they did or didn't work. They do work. You can take a snapshot and look at the charts for yourself. This is one of the morning gap trades that was on the list, UAL. You've seen this before. If you've been around a while, you've seen this over and over and over. By the way, let me just discuss something for a second because I am getting a lot of emails and I understand why I don't blame you. I have the tech guys working to finalize the product. There's a couple of things with a membership area, login, payment, all that stuff. Once that's complete, anybody that's taken the course will receive an invite and are more than happy to come see what it's all about. Well, you see what it's all about. You see the trades every single day that I go over and the morning notes. That's what it's all about. So back to UAL. So what did we have? We had a target of 87.62 in UAL. The high was 87.75. Came down and made a low of 85.56. Need I say more? By the way, just to clarify, this was a morning gap trade. The stock closed yesterday around 81 and a quarter. The stock was gapping higher at the open. And the way we treat these, and this is right out of the course at lazygaptrader.com, the way we treat these is, We identify a specific price level where these stocks are likely to be drawn to like a magnet and then have that price reaction from in the other direction. These are scalp trades that can turn into day trades. Now, Bank of America was a similar situation, but this one ran up and just traded around that number all day long. Didn't really come straight into it and kind of stalled out. So it gave traders every opportunity to get out if they didn't want it meaning if they got in and decided they didn't want it a couple of traders even asked me on its way up meaning the stock was on its way to the number in the mid-morning session and my comments were it's just not for me you can obviously do whatever you like I don't like Creeping markets. I like them to come straight into a number. You're more likely to get a bona fide reaction off that number. I don't like the creeping markets. This one creeped up to the number. I don't like when they creep down to the number either. ERJ, this one was on the stocks on the move list. The target entry was 2228, and you can see what happened. We finished at 2280. It's pretty obvious. We pretty much almost nailed the low of the day. We do that quite a bit. Here's NTAP. We didn't nail the low of the day here, but you have to understand something about these stocks on the move. These are day trades. I'm giving hourly closes. We didn't come close to the hourly close below number. So you have to be able to take a little heat. If these stops, for example, are a little bit wider, you take a little bit smaller of a share size. That's the way you compensate for that. And here's another one. This one was a little bit higher risk. Fiserv, there was a buyout involved. They were buying another company. So the stock went down. The level was $70.35. It did dip a little bit below that, obviously, but still not below the stopout number and certainly was an hourly close below the stopout number. And it didn't happen and the stock went higher. And this is the way these work. They're not all going to work, but a lot of them work. Anyway, kudos to you traders that are taking the trades, who have taken the course. I'm getting the messages. I can't answer them all, but I do want to know. So thank you very much. Kudos to you doing a great job. And I'm going to give it a wrap here, folks. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.